Are you struggling to find the right broker to take advantage of opportunities in the market? Are you looking to trade commodities, shares, or even crypto? Even if you don't know much about trading, you can learn all about it by visiting Capital.com's website. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. Capital.com is a global trading platform with over half a million users. Visit Capital.com and start your trading journey today. Before we start the show, I wanted to thank our sponsors, astrolabs.com. Astrolabs are a capacity building company. They offer a lot of services to entrepreneurs from company registration to co-working spaces. They also do trainings to corporates and they also have the Astrolabs Academy where they do trainings to Uh, both companies and individuals on everything digital from social media to uh, coding to digital marketing and more. They offer a wide variety of of courses. Their uh, their courses are delivered by some fantastic people that really know the space very well. Um, So I definitely invite you to check out their website astrolabs.com slash lulu if you want to avail some great discounts on all of their products. The discounts are quite sizable. They can range from 500 dirhams upwards. So I would definitely recommend that you check them out. So it's astrolabs.com slash Lulu and Lulu is L-O-U-L-O-U. Welcome to Conversations with Lulu. My name is Lulu Khazan. I'm an entrepreneur living in Dubai, an investor, a mother and your host. I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Iman Abbas. And she is the founder of Ketish. Uh, Ketish is a, a newly founded, a newly launched a feminine, luxury, feminine uh, and sexual wellness brand. And, uh, and we're going to learn about her great story and uh, her famous backer, which is uh, Huda Beauty uh, Angels and Huda Beauty Investments. So uh, welcome, Iman. Thank you. Thank you Am so I much. Am I saying for... your Yeah, name? you say it perfectly. Yes? Okay. Yeah, even my last name, it's like so refreshing to hear. <laughs> Abbas, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, you so much for glamorous. Thank you. Uh, and congratulations on the recent launch. Thank you so much. Yeah, You're live now. Live, 100% live. It's been a whirlwind, but really exciting. I mean, I feel like we've been sitting on it for two years now. So to finally have it out there is, it's just like pinch me moment after pinch me moment. (laughs) But it's been great. I saw the website. It's great. You know, you tell your story there. You have your first product there. So maybe you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what Ketish is all about and, you know, your your vision behind it. Sure, sure. Uh, yes, so Kedish is ultimately a feminine and sexual wellness brand. Uh, and, you know, the purpose behind Kedish and where Kedish really came about, it really dates back to my upbringing. Um, I grew up in the States uh, in a Muslim Arab American home. My parents immigrated to the States from Egypt. And, you know, growing up, we never really talked about sex or feminine health in our home besides maybe the basics when I was really young Um, but it was it was quite taboo and most of what I did learn was through conversations with girlfriends or school and um, 
you know, some of the firsthand experiences that I went through with my own feminine health journey is really what inspired me to create this business. Uh, at the age of 21, I went to go see a gynecologist for the first time, and it was during that first pap smear, the first pelvic exam, that they discovered cancer on my cervix, um, which was caused by HPV, which is a sexually transmitted virus. And, you know, in that moment, you usually, you know, you usually call your parents for support or guidance, and I, I felt that you know, due to my culture and sex, premarital sex and feminine health being so taboo, I, I felt like I couldn't really turn to my parents during that time. And that was a choice that I took on my own. Um, and I decided to, you know, forge that journey on my own with the help of doctors, of course, and the support of close friends. Um, but yeah, a lot of what I went through in that journey, a lot of what I learned about my body, um, it, re it, made, it really made me aware of the products that I was using on my body, especially in the intimate care area. And at the time, this was in the early, it was like 20, 2009, 2010, um, is when I got my diagnosis. And during that time, you know, a lot of the products that existed were in the pharmacy, um, a lot of them lacked credibility. Um, I found that they were often really embarrassing to purchase and I just wanted more. I wanted more from intimate and feminine wellness brands. Um, you know, and this was also during a time before social media where I, I, I felt like it, it would have been great to have a community to lean into and to, and to be educated by. Um, and so years later, this idea popped into <laughs> popped into my mind. I really wanted to create something that women like me always needed, but never really existed. And that's where the idea of Kedish really came about. So we're not only a feminine and sexual wellness brand that creates products, but we're really looking to build this community that educates and empowers women uh, about all things feminine health and sexual health. So you, um, you you had this kind of idea planted in your in your mind, and then years later, uh, you you were working in the in the states, I believe, and then you said that you ended up meeting Huda. Yeah. So can you can you describe that day? I mean, what what happened, and and how you know how monumental was was that day in the grand scheme of things? Right. It's it's actually I feel like it's a story within itself. Um, so I was working in the States. I actually, I started my beauty career with Sephora. Um, I was working at their headquarters in San Francisco and I was a huge fan of Huda's, like huge. And we had just started carrying her products in Sephora US. And at the time, my sister had already lived in Dubai and I was planning a trip to come visit her. And I don't know what prompted me to do this, but I went to a coworker that had been working on the Huda Beauty account and I asked her, can I go visit the Huda Beauty office? Like, I'm gonna be in Dubai, can I just pop in? And <laughs> for some reason she called Huda and Huda's husband, Chris, uh, and asked, you know, there's this girl, she would love to come visit the offices. Is it okay for me to arrange, or she works at Sephora. <laughs> Is it okay if I arrange a visit? And Huda said, yes. I don't even think she knows why <laughs> she said yes, but she did. So I ended up, yeah, my first day of vacation in Dubai, I went to the office and it was incredible. Um, 
you know, I think what made me fall in love with Huda in the first place was I saw myself in her. She was one of the first Middle Eastern American bloggers and influencers of our time. Um, the way that she spoke to the community, community and the way she, you know, she embraced all of the women and men in her community. I, there was something infectious about it. And when I met her, I, I felt the magic and I just wanted to be a part of that magic. And so I, about a month later, I actually ended up asking her for a job <laughs> and she said yes, which was so you get what you ask for. Yeah. You had the courage to, to visit, to, to ask her, and to ultimately get the job. Yeah. And when, when I asked for the job, I was selling myself as like a, I don't know, operational role or um, someone that could help with the business development in retailers because I had the experience with Sephora. Um, but when I spoke to her, she said, no, I, I want you for product development. Like, you know beauty, you know product, you have a passion for it. I want to bring you on as a product development manager. And I was like, what? <laughs> Which was my dream. It was my dream to get closer to product and to create something. So she, so you start working with her, uh, with Huda Beauty on product development. And then what happens? You know, how did you decide to sort of make the jump from... Uh, from you know, product development manager to your own business? Because that's yeah. a big leap as well. Yeah. Um, so Huda had posted a video back in 2017 on her social channels, and she was talking about this fund that she wanted to start. Um, she was going to call it HP Angels. And the purpose <laughs> behind the fund was to you know pour back into young entrepreneurs that have mission-based ideas and brands. And the reason behind it was because, you know, when she was first starting out, she couldn't necessarily get the funding from the community um, to help her grow her business. And so she really wanted to pay it forward. And when I had seen that video, it, it got me thinking. I think the idea for Kaddish had always existed like deep down inside, but I think that's really what made me start putting pen to paper and really like mapping out a business plan and seeing if I could. So you did that before you joined the. I mean, uh, so she launched the fund initially, right? Not the incubator. Yeah, she announced launching the fund back okay. in 2017. Okay. I did not pitch to her until mid 2018. Okay. So it took me some time to to you know, get the courage to map it all out. Um, I, I think I'd, I'd always dreamt of creating a brand. I'd always dreamt of creating something and I wanted it to be really true to my story and authentic, an authentic need that I felt existed out there. Um, and I remember it was one, one day after I'd seen that story, I was in work, uh, I was on a work trip in Milan and I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning. I don't know if it was jet lag or <laughs> what, or like something knocking at my brain, but I just opened my phone and I started writing down all these ideas that were Kedish, what it was gonna look like, what the products could be, what I wanted us to stand for. And that's really what made me start the process of establishing a, biz a business plan. And what was like, 
if you can remember, like at the time when you were pitching to her, I mean, like any entrepreneur that's about to go out there and maybe pitch their first customer or their first investor, you know, what was what were the anxieties in your mind? Um, how important was that moment? Yeah, it was it was pretty terrifying. <laughs> I and I think it's more terrifying because I, I do at the time I, and I still do have a very close relationship with Huda. I admire her so much and, you know, I'm her employee. <laughs> so it could have gone three different ways. She could have said, oh, my God, this idea is great. Let's do it, which would have been fantastic. Or she could have said, very cute, like, get back to work. What are you doing? Or great idea, but no thanks. Um, and when I first pitched, and she'll say it, I mean, she when I first pitched, she was a little hesitant. And she didn't know much about the feminine and intimate wellness space. At the time, it was still a growing category, still kind of not really bubbling to the surface yet. So it took some convincing. Can you tell us a little bit about the category? Like, what does it include? Right. Um, so the category, it's, it's quite, it depends on how you look at it. Okay. Right now, when you look at the category as a whole, um, it includes both feminine hygiene. So consider pads, tampons, period cups, and it ranges all the way to targeted body care, which is, you know, feminine intimate wellness products that are more targeted. It's like an elevated targeted body care type mm -hmm. of product all the way to sexual wellness. So consider devices and pleasure focused mm -hmm. products. So you went to her and you said, I want to, you know, what was your, your pitch like? Did you tell her your whole story, your whole background, or did you, was it the same as what you just told me now, or has that pitch changed? It was, the, it was the same, yeah. you know, origin point. I told her why I was so passionate about this category and why I felt that there was a need. Um, I talked about, you know, the potential growth in the category and what types of products. At the time, I'd only had maybe two products that were like a little developed in, in my mind. Um, uh, is, it, is it what you launched or was it something different? Yeah, the Quickie's the first one, the first product that I thought of. The second product is still in development and it's a, it's a good one, but okay. I can't talk about it just yet. <laughs> okay, and what did she say? You said it took some convincing. So what was her initial reaction? Yeah. So she heard you and then she said... She said, this, she said, I'm so proud of you. Like, this is great. I love where your mind is going, but I'm not sure. I don't, I, I don't know about the potential of this category in this space. And okay. I think a lot of it was due to the fact that she, didn't, she wasn't really familiar with these types of products or it wasn't necessarily something that was a need for her. So it was um, number three then. Very nice, but no thank yeah. you. <laughs> At first. She said, let me think about it. Okay. It actually was Mona. Katan, her sister, who came into the conversation and said, no, like, I love these types of products. I use them religiously. There's definitely a need. And that's where I think the conversation started to turn and she became a lot more open to it. I also think, so there was a portion of my pitch, which is something that is really important to me, um, is developing this CSR or, uh, you know, societal aspect of the business. There are so many women in this world that do not have access to, you know, proper period um, products or... I think 
Information. Let's start with information right. and then let's talk about product because I think even information is lacking. That community, that support system that you were talking about that when you were going through your own journey uh, and you couldn't talk to your family and, you know, wh where do you go to talk to? I mean, you have to talk to someone. You can't talk to the doctors all the time because, right. you know, doctors aren't the best communicators. Let's, you yeah. know, or they're not really supportive usually. Yeah. Uh, I feel sometimes with doctors it's very transactional, right? Like you've got this, you need to take this medicine, see you later, come back in a month. Yeah, and even um, before you get to the doctor, there is this fear. There's this barrier that stops yeah. women from even going to the doctor's office. Um, this fear of judgment, this fear of her family finding out, yes. this fear of, you know, if I'm not married, like what what will happen? Or mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of barriers yes. that happen. So and yes, it still exists. Still does a lot. Yeah. So what do you want to? I mean, besides the products, because I think this is a you know, first of all, this is a very risk risque move <laughs> on your part. Uh, I mean, I I looked at the website. I thought, wow, this is really like new uh, i haven't seen this in our part of the world right uh, i thought this is quite daring and uh, rightly so by the way and very much needed it got me looking into the category a little bit more it's like hmm, i didn't know these you know wipes existed that's quite interesting and um it definitely gets people thinking about it and researching it so i think you're definitely doing a great job at you know, raising the awareness for Thank that category, you. which is very good. But are you planning beyond the products to take it a step more into that communal aspect, you know? Yeah, that's, that is, I would say, one of our biggest pillars of the business. Um, when we were working, you know, we had the luxury of having COVID, which put <laughs> the brakes on a lot of things that were happening with the business. And it gave us an opportunity to get out there and to talk to women from all over the world. And we wanted to understand, you know, what were the things that they needed and wanted out of a brand like this. And one of the things that came out of those conversations was women having an opportunity to talk to other women, to talk to other women, to learn from experts, um, and to have a platform to do that. And you know, one of the first ways that we want to do that is, of course, using our social channels. So Instagram, Yes, you have YouTube. the perfect model yeah. uh, to model after, actually. Exactly. Um, but we are working on some things um, that will come later down the line. That will It'll make those interactions, um, yeah, real and, and an opportunity for women to share and to learn in a, in a way that feels safe for her. And if she so chooses to make it private, she can. And so we're, we're working on some exciting things. I think that's great and very much needed. So one of the things about social media is obviously it's not a face-to-face -face interaction, right? I'm not going to sit in front of you and tell you, you know, something really bad or nasty in your face. Uh, and I think this is the issue with social media is that people hide behind their accounts or anonymous accounts or something and they just... Um, you know, create, they troll and, and they do so many uh, horrendous things that you see on social. So how do you, like, shield yourself? You know, how, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced some already. Yeah. You haven't? I have. You have. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how do you deal with it? I think anticipation of it has helped. Okay. Um, I, I knew by starting a brand like this that I was opening 
the door for judgment and questions and debates. And I, I, I think to an extent, all of those things are, are healthy. Um, we've just over the course of the last few weeks that we've launched, we've received, you know, yeah, some, some tough comments, um, some critiques, uh, some questions about, you know, what are our motives and don't we consider the cultural norms and, and, and how could we do something like this? And I, I think it's an opportunity to open the conversation and to educate and to, and to preach acceptance of different levels of comfort with these types of subjects. Um, not everyone is as open as I am. I grew up in the States and you know, I'm a, I'm a bit more liberal and I, I know that. Um, and what was important for us when we were starting the brand was to gauge and understand what are those different comfort levels and how can we develop and create the brand in a way in which we're not turning people off, we're not rubbing people the wrong way right at the gate, but we're still remaining true and authentic to the brand and we we're still want to communicate and educate on all these subjects. I think what we've realized is that if we come from an angle of education and an angle of health, you know, this is a woman's body and learning about her body is so empowering, um, then we think that it could be an easier way to open up that door and to start that conversation. We're always going to have haters. We're always going to have people that challenge things and I'm okay with it. If, if, I could, if I could spark that emotion in you, then we can have a conversation and hopefully a healthy exchange about it. Do you think, um, I mean, you're in the region now, you're launching a global brand because, you know, one of the advantages that you have working with a global platform like Huda Beauty is that you literally have the world, yeah. uh, which is great. But how important to you is the, you know, the, the, the Arab female consumer very important. Um, you know, I'm, an, I'm a Middle Eastern woman myself, and although I grew up in the States, I very much identify with my Egyptian and my Muslim culture. Um, and I think the way that I grew up and some of the barriers that I faced, it, it ultimately inspired me to create this brand. And I think that there are so many women out there, not just from the Middle Eastern culture, but there's so many women that faced the same barriers and obstacles that I did. Um, and yeah, it's very, very important to me. And it's been great. Since we've launched, we've received so many messages. I was going to ask you, are you getting love, love messages, not as in romantic love, but from appreciation, let's say? So many. Okay. And so many women that want to share their stories but haven't always had a way or a platform to do so in a way that feels safe. They just like they just want to talk about the things that they've been through or they just want to ask questions. I mean, we've received emails and DMs and messages, not only to our uh, Kedish Instagram or Kedish emails, but even to my own personal. I was reading an email yesterday and it brought me to tears. Just some of the things that women go through and we often suffer in silence. You know, society tells us it's inappropriate to talk about the things that we deal with. Things like infertility or 
postpartum depression or PCOS and hormonal issues or cystic acne and why we have fluctuations in our body. And it's all a part of the conversation. It doesn't all have to be about the act of sex. It's, it's about health too. So mm -hmm. it's been great. Um, and it just keeps pouring in day after day. And I think that's what's so reaffirming and, and what, you know, regardless of who pushes back and what obstacles come in our way, reading emails like that and messages like that is what keeps me. It's what matters. Yeah, it keeps me getting out of bed in the morning, which is sometimes you need that. So let's talk a little bit about the business side. So you, you clearly um, have a great, I mean, have a great personal story. You, you are solving a problem that you experienced on your own. Uh, you're a great communicator. Uh, you look great. Thank you. Uh, and then there's obviously the, the business side of running the business, right? The hiring, the finances, the, you know, the, the product development, uh, the operations, distribution, and all of that. All of that. So how did you, um, who's helping you now? And like, how are you getting used to all of, uh, all of these processes and, you know, becoming a real boss? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's been <laughs> exhausting, um, but it's so rewarding. Um, I have had the benefit of being able to, you know, grow this business under the incubator firm of HB Investments. So, um, as soon as I once I pitched the idea and Huda decided to move forward with incubating the brand, um, I ultimately came over to the HB Investment firm and. Although it was just me and this idea and you know what I wanted to create, they have established this, this team of resources and people that I can lean on, whether it is business operation experts or um, I have a marketing director that helps me. And this has, the, the incubator firm has grown as Kedish has grown, so I've been able to grow with it. But... Yeah, it's been, it's been an incredible experience because I feel like every person that comes on the team and that has a hand in Kedish really allows the business to develop and grow tenfold. You know, if it was just me leading and guiding the business, there's, I feel like there's only so much that we could do, but every person that has come onto the team has really allowed me to see a different fold of the business. Um, and so I've, I've been lucky to have that support. Um, it also has pushed me to explore all those other sides of the business that I didn't necessarily have the experience in, mm -hmm. um, like supply chain and <laughs> operations and strategy. I mean, when it comes to product and marketing, like that's my jam. I went to business school. I have a master's degree, but like I didn't have, I didn't get to really dig my hands yes. into it in a real way until I started Kedish. And so it's been a stretch. Um, I'm very lucky to have, to be surrounded by a small but mighty team that is kind of filling in the gaps of where I don't have the strengths. Um, and they, it, they've been incredible. I love that. Small and mighty team. Small and That's mighty. That's what it should be, actually. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the early days, you have no other, no other way. Yeah. And what are the things um, that you... Um, Obviously, you love to do the product development side. So, and and what are the things that you uh, found maybe challenging? And do you 
you know, what has your management style, what is your management style, are you the kind of person who's going to say, okay, I'm going to do it all, or do we hire the experts, we trust them, we, we, we delegate, we grow? Yeah. I think something that has been very challenging, and it probably stemmed from my upbringing um, and the things that I've been through, I'm, I'm a, the youngest child of two, and I've always been very independent and headstrong, and uh, to a fault at times to where I, I do not ask for help. It's very hard for me to bring myself to ask for help. And Well, you, you went through a, a cancer a recovery on your own. So yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, it, it's, it's something that I'm working on. Um, but this process has definitely pushed me. As a founder, you learn very quickly that there's only so much you can do. There's yes. 24 hours in a day. Um, and if you want your business to thrive and you want to be successful, you have to lean on people and lean on them in the right way. Uh, and I'm, I'm learning that. I think I, I still take on a lot and I want to do it all. Um, and I think that that's great too because I'm, I'm not above anything. Like I was packing orders a few days ago and it was great and I had such a great time. But is my time really needed in the warehouse, <laughs> packing boxes all the time? No. Um, I, I should be able to ask for help. And so this starting this business has, has definitely pushed me to do so. And I'm becoming better at, you know, leaning on my team where it's needed and seeing them grow and pushing them um, has been has been an amazing experience as well. Just seeing how they have stretched and molded and we've we've kind of come together to create this powerhouse has been has been really fun. Okay. And for for everyone who's listening, who is like interested in the in the consumer product category, who's maybe someone who's already dreaming about starting something on their own, like how's that? How do you ideate? Like how do you come up with these uh, ideas for products? I mean, the quickie I thought was quite you know quite unique, quite funky. Um, uh, these are feminine wipes, right? Right. Um, so so how do you come up with these products? And is there like a is there a, a validation process that you go through or you just follow your gut or how does it do it? How do you do it? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I would say for, for my process, it's, it's all about understanding what is the need. Uh, what, like, do I have a need? Do the women around me have a need? What is missing? Uh, and that's often what sparks the idea like, man, I wish I had... It's always that statement. I wish I had this. Mm -hmm. And then you take whatever that is and you, you know, you flush it out, you rework it, you try to understand how could I take that and how could I make it the best? And maybe it's something that already exists, but how can I take it and make it even better mm -hmm. or even more safe or even more quality than what's already out there? Uh, that's, I feel like that's my process of where the idea comes from. Especially with Kedish, we're really inspired by the women around us, and you, you know, work what, with a lot of women. A lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of them. Um, so, like, what do they need? What are they desiring? What What is missing? Uh, and then once we have a product, it it really is about trial and error and testing the formula and getting the people around us to test and to understand, you know, what could be tweaked. How do we make it better? Um, 
And it's a long process. Oh, yeah. I did some uh, consulting for, uh, for a group of beauty companies, and I know that the product development could take like a year, a year and a half. Sometimes longer, yeah. depending on the type of product. Um, I mean, we have a lot of sensitive formulas yes. that take a lot of time, a lot of testing. That's like a whole other piece to the puzzle once you have a great product and a great formula, especially with a company like this and a brand like this, you want to make sure what you're putting out there is safe and yes. it's tested and it's vetted. So all of our products, specifically the products that are for use in the intimate areas, are tested by gynecologists, dermatologists. We panel test on a group of women under you know, the control of doctors mm -hmm. to see what are the effects, is it safe? Do the women enjoy the products? We get their honest feedback as they're testing. So it's it's a long process. And are there any additional approvals that you need from like a health perspective? So do you need to approve them by the Ministry of Health, for example? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some of them. Some are cosmetic-based. Some are, are actually considered medical devices. And it's a long, tedious process. Um, I think people think that like, oh, you think of a product and the next day you could put it out there. And it's like, no, there's a lot of checks and balances that you have to go through, especially here in the region, in Europe, um, even in the States. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a lengthy process, but it's important. It's important to go through those steps. You can't make mistakes, I think, in, in that, right? No, never. Yeah. You cannot. One, one mistake could kill you as Especially a brand, that yeah. as early. Right. And the process. Right. So you're selling? Yes. All over? We or are... are you selling in the region or where are you selling now? We're available globally on our website, getkedish.com. We're also on Huda Beauty website as well, which ships globally. Um, and we're also available in Sephora Europe online, which is exciting. They just introduced the category of feminine and sexual wellness. And we're one of the first of a couple of brands that they've decided to introduce. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. And to, to now go full circle and to be a part of the Sephora family as a brand is just, it's incredible. How enjoyable is it for you to go to the office every day? I love it. I, I really love I wake up ready and raring to go. Some days are tough. <laughs> Some days are tough because I feel like it's little explosions and heart attacks every, every day. Um, but my team just... They're incredible and they keep me motivated and the mission keeps me motivated and these women that write to us keeps me motivated and I, I love what I do. I feel like I'm living my purpose and it's it's great. And are you concerned about like fundraising at all or because I know that you haven't disclosed how much you raised but I know that you you have fundraised obviously you're incubated at Huda yeah. Beauty um, but you know what's the do, do you Are you trying to model your business behind, you know, what Huda did, where she went really far uh, and grew so much organically? Or are you planning like to uh, fundraise more and, and uh, grow the business faster? Yeah. Have you thought about that? Those are conversations we're starting to have. Okay. Um, ideally, we would love to grow organically. Um, that's, the, that's the dream. But... We don't necessarily know the, the direction it'll grow um, or go. And I think it's something that we still want to explore. You know, the category is is expanding and it's expanding quickly. Um, and it, it does take a lot of money to develop products like this because you are 
developing quite sensitive products or if you're developing a device it's a it's a big investment so those are conversations that we're that we're having but at, at the moment it's it's all organic and it's it's completely incubated under Huda Beauty. That's great just a few more questions I think um, you know before before we wrap up I just wanted to get you know some of your um, advice basically to uh, to everyone who's listening especially to women uh, maybe some of the learnings that you know you've been through a lot of health challenges that you decided to to, to take on your own and deal with on your own um you strained your relationship actually you didn't strain you chose not to tell your parents yeah uh, and then you mentioned in an interview recently that you have told them yeah uh, obviously your story is out now so people know about it So have there been some lessons learned or maybe regrets or things you might do differently? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say one of the biggest regrets is not talking to my parents sooner or not leaning on them. So you didn't, you didn't think that they would understand? I didn't. Okay. And that was, that was a fear that stopped me. Um, And I think that there's so many young Middle Eastern men and women that go through this where it's this fear of disappointment and rejection. And, you know, it's what causes us to kind of live in a, in a shell and we don't necessarily always talk to our families about what is exactly going on in our lives. And I think every family is different. I'm very lucky to have parents that are supporting and loving have always been loving and supportive um but that fear stopped me and once I did tell them ugh, it it broke my heart like my mom still still cries about it I just recently told them about a year and a half ago once I realized like okay this is going to be a thing I'm going to launch this business like I have to let them in on everything and we we still talk about it and it's still something that I think my mom, especially, she she struggles with it, just knowing that her daughter went through something like that and she wasn't able to be there for me um, was tough. But it's really made our relationship stronger. And I now I now I go to them for ever for everything. Um, And we just have this open communication and they're so supportive. They love Kedish. They're ordering products. They're posting about it. They're calling their friends from the mosque or from, you know, from their community and talking about it. And I think it's definitely strengthened our bond. And I know not every family is like this, um, but if, if this relationship with my parents could inspire other people to you know, be a little bit more open or to start to have the conversations, then that would be, that would be great. Would your advice be for women to speak openly to their family about what they're going through? As hard as it may be. <laughs> I, I, of course, would love to encourage all women to, but I understand that everyone is different. Okay. I would encourage women to talk to someone and start there and to see you know, how that plays out and, and to, to grow that courage. Because um, I, I know that it, it's sensitive. It's very sensitive. And, and I know that there's always, always this fear of... You know, I think the fear is probably sometimes worse than the reality. Yeah. I think the anticipation of something um, 
is sometimes yeah more more difficult or more scary than what might actually happen i think what would be great is you know starting the conversation of course with your family but also adopting this mentality so that you can pass it on to the generations to come i mean i don't have children yet um But there's definitely things that I learned from my relationship with my family and my parents that I would do differently um, with my children. If I have, if I have a daughter or a son, I I want to talk about these things openly because they exist. And We're a different generation anyway. Right. I'd rather them learn from me um, than you know everything if, that's out there. <laughs> if if I'm watching a movie with my mother and there's two people kissing on the screen, she would close her eyes. Yes, my <laughs> mom still does. <laughs> Of course, these movies are completely not encouraged, yes. but, you know, in the event we're sitting there and something happens, yeah, this is the kind of um, community, you know, we, we grew up in uh, this part of the world. And, and I think it's, I mean, I understand, right, I'm not, I can't blame them, that's how they grew up and that's how society is, but I also think it creates so many issues uh, for us growing up, you yeah. know, about about sex, about uh, our uh, how we view ourselves, feminine well, uh, health, as you said, and wellness, and and all of these topics that are so important. But I think that's changing. Yeah. I would like to think. I think it is. I think it's starting to change. And if Kedish can be a part of that change, I mean, that would be that would be incredible. If we can start the conversation in those households, if that then you our must job be is part of that change. Uh, yeah, we have you've to be. You've started something. You can't <laughs> stop. And you've you know you've gone really uh, above and beyond basically what's out there. So I think you, you definitely can't stop now. Yeah, no, there's no turning back. There's no turning back. No, no. I don't want to. <laughs> We're here to change it all. And for for. Um, advice for people that want to start a business, especially in the consumer brand uh, side, do you encourage them to join an incubator? Could you have done it on your own, you think? Um, how important was that support network? Yeah, I think that there's, you know, there's no one path to success. Um, of course, it's, it's always best or, or great if you have that support network. I, I think that the platform that Huda Beauty has given us, the resources that HB Investments and the incubator firm has given us have, have really catapulted us to the next level. So I would I would encourage for people that are starting out, you know, to find people to lean on, to to learn everything that they can. Um, but you I did it perfectly. You worked in the company, you worked on product development, have a great mentor, and then you made the shift. Yeah. And it's incredible that they also decided to invest in, in one of their own. You're um, the first investment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's great. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm very, I'm very, very grateful. I'm very grateful. And Huda, like Huda, the family, every every single one of them, they're so personally invested. And I think it's because I am, you know, one of their own. They really get involved, and they really. They want to see it successful, and I think if if anyone is starting out and entering a partnership, that is the most important thing. Really partner with someone or or a team of people that believe in you, and that are going to support you and, and support you in action. Yeah. Okay. Um, very 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 short answers. Okay. Just just like you know some quite wordy. some wild <laughs> some wild uh, questions a little well slightly. Um, 
But just if you can give me what pops into your mind. Okay. Um, so how do you relax? I don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> um, now, I take days where I don't do anything. I, I relax. I lay down. I watch my shows. I have good food. Okay. So you disconnect from I work. I disconnect. I'm, learn, I'm trying to learn how to relax again. Honestly, it's difficult for a founder in the yeah. early stages, but... I thought maybe you have some secret. No, not yet. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with anxiety? Because you've been through a lot. Is there is there a hack, a mental hack, something that you do? Or, Ooh. I used to compartmentalize a lot and avoid it. Now I work on it head on. I I have a therapist um, that I that I see quite often. I think therapy is so important. Learning about yourself and and understanding how you can deal with those triggers um, is so important. I think mental health is something that we don't talk about enough. And Absolutely. I'm huge on therapy. I work out quite often. I love to get outside. So whenever I'm feeling anxious, I go for a run. I, I, I try to exert that energy. It's probably the best way. Okay. Any guilty pleasures? Ooh. Reality TV. Reality TV. Okay. The Real Housewives. Oh, okay. I was going to so say, uh, well, I must say, there was a point where I was watching Kardashians way more than I wanted. Oh, I it's really, it's quite embarrassing. Yeah. When I take those days to relax, it's usually filled with Real Housewives. Okay. It's so bad. <laughs> but it is a guilty pleasure. Huh? It is a guilty pleasure. It is. And I'm, I don't even feel that guilty about it. I love it. <laughs> it is entertaining. Yeah. I agree. Um, are you going to be producing any sex toys? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Interesting. Yeah, okay. You'll see. So if I were to give you a billboard on Sheikh Zayed Road, what kind of message are you going to write on it? Ooh, that is a tough one. Oh my gosh, that's a tough one. Something, whatever comes to your mind. I think that feminine wellness is not shame. Fair enough. Yeah. Being female has nothing to do with shame and should never. Well, thank you so much, Iman. That was great. Thank you for sharing so openly. Thank you. And for, for coming here. Thank you for having me. And I wish you all the best and all the success. And I'm confident that you're going to do great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Conversations with Lulu. I absolutely love the discussion with Iman. She is full of life. She's extremely passionate. She has a great personal story and she offered some great tips and advice on health, on starting up a business, which I'm sure you'll find beneficial. Before I leave you, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Astrolabs. So Astrolabs is a capacity building company. They offer uh, a lot of services to entrepreneurs from company registration to co-working spaces. And they also have the Astrolabs Academy where they um, give you courses on everything digital from coding to digital marketing, social media and more. Their courses are given by people that really understand what it's like to run a business. Uh, so it's definitely highly recommended. I have personally worked with them as a trainer, um, so, I'm, uh, so I can definitely vouch for them. 
Um, they have a special offer for all of the listeners of Conversations with Lulu. If you go to astrolabs.com slash Lulu, and Lulu, I write it L-O-U-L-O-U, you can find discounts on all of the courses and all of the services that they offer. Uh, the discounts are uh, quite sizable. They could, ra- they could range from 500 dirhams uh, upwards. So it's definitely going to be worth your while. So definitely check them out, astrolabs.com slash Lulu and support them. And you can also support our show. So as usual, if you have any comments or feedback, guest recommendations, if you like to become a sponsor of the show or uh, work with me in any capacity, you can always visit, visit my website, conversationswithlulu.com. And uh, you can connect with me through there. You can also connect with me on social media, um, on uh, Instagram, on LinkedIn, and Twitter at the handle Lulu Hazen. And uh, you can reach out to me by email. It's lulu at conversationswithlulu.com. So I wish you a great day ahead and I'll see you in a few weeks. Are you struggling to find the right broker to take advantage of opportunities in the market? Are you looking to trade commodities, shares, or even crypto? Even if you don't know much about trading, you can learn all about it by visiting Capital.com's website. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. Capital.com is a global trading platform with over half a million users. Visit Capital.com and start your trading journey today.